Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett and I'm your host. David Toussaint is a writer, commentator, theater critic, playwright, and author. Since 1997, he has written articles for magazines, written his own books, and has been an editor for Condé Nast. In 2005, he had just written a best-selling gay wedding book and had turned 40 while starting to work at home. He was feeling a little depressed and lonely, but then came DJ, a pug who came into his life and turned things around. He even was so inspired he wrote a book called DJ, The Dog Who Rescued Me, and overall found a new passion for everyday life. David, where are we speaking to you from? I am in Manhattan, New York City. Great. Anyway, welcome to Dog Save the People. I'm thrilled to have you, David. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Let's begin by my asking you a little bit about yourself. You are a writer, among other things. Can you tell me a little bit about your your work? I'm a writer. I've written four books. One about my dog. I've written a book of essays. I've written two gay wedding books. I'm also a, a former actor. I've written a couple plays, which I produced and directed. I'm working on a novel, a memoir, and two screenplays right now. Wow. So you're busy during this uh, pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So you got your dog DJ at age 40, who we'll get to in a minute. But did you have any dogs before him or growing up? I grew up. I was 41 when I got DJ. But thank you for taking a year off my age. <laughs> you're welcome. I grew up with a dog. I'm the youngest of five children, and I grew up with a black lab who was actually older than I was. My siblings used to joke that she was a bigger part of the family than me because she was <laughs> nice. older. You know how older siblings are. <laughs> yes, and cool. I, I absolutely loved her. And she lived to be about 13. And uh, what was her name? Lackey. I didn't name her. My brother <laughs> did. I grew up with a black lab as well. And she Aww. was a big part of yeah. our family. Yeah, yeah. And I named her Samantha after Bewitched. Ah, okay. Well, I watched Bewitched growing up. Yes, and um, and my parents were surprised that I came out to them. <laughs> <laughs> At what point did you uh, did you meet DJ? It was right after my forty first birthday. Yep, uh, I was very depressed. I went to a pet store, which I know is a bad thing. There was one on the Upper East Side. It's not there anymore. Where where I live, near here, right near here. But I didn't go intending to buy. I went intending just to look. Yeah. Because when I would get depressed, I would just look at dogs. And on a good day, they would have pugs. And I absolutely mm. love pugs. That goes back to college. When I was in college, a woman who lived above me, when I lived off campus, had two pugs. And I had never seen them before until then. And I just absolutely loved them. I always said, if I ever get a dog of my own, it will be a pug. And so on that day, they had one pug, and it was a little puppy boy, and I fell in love with him. I also held him, which you don't do unless you're serious, but I couldn't help it, and just fell in love with him and spent a couple of days thinking about it, and everyone told me not to do it, that I should never go to a pet store. And I looked for breeders and all that kind of stuff. Long story short, I read something that said, you get the dog you fall in love with. When I read that, and I don't know where I read it, I went back and got him immediately. Yeah. At the great. time, I did not know that you could rescue pugs. I was naive. I thought you just went to a rescue center and went what, got whatever they had. 
Right. I didn't know of pug rescue places or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And I guess those have really grown over the years, the breed specific rescue groups. Yes. But as far as pugs go, they're still very, very difficult to get. Yes. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine because they're in such high demand and they're such fantastic dogs. I love them. They're hilarious. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. So you had mentioned that you were depressed during this period when you ended up finding DJ. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, it was a year after the book came out, and I was a big deal for about a year. I did a book tour, and I got a lot of attention, and my name is all over the place. And I knew it would end, but I also was very much trying to work with my agent on creating another project, something not wedding-related, on doing right. a novel or doing something fiction. I, I like to do comedy, doing something funny. He rejected everything, and he wanted me to do something wedding-related, and I just kept saying, no, I, I have no desire, and plus, what else do you do after you write a book? And I, and I couldn't get a job because my resume said gay wedding writer, and before that, it's a bride's magazine. So everything in my background for the last decade was gay and weddings. Right. And I couldn't get a job unless it was to do something wedding related. And I was a little tired of that. So I went through a pretty severe depression. Like, this is it. It's all over with. And one of the things I've realized about getting a dog and especially a puppy and DJ was three months old when I got him is you don't have time to be depressed because you have to take care of the dog. Yes. That's what was going on. And it made me rethink things and my priorities and take the focus off myself. Dogs absolutely do that. I um, So I did get married in 2014, and then in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, my husband passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. And thank you. Uh, he died of uh, prostate cancer, and we had three dogs, and they helped me get out of my head, and they helped mm-hmm. me to stop focusing so much on my own grief because I had to show up for them. And it's funny, I just ran into a woman on the street who has a puppy, and she's like, I haven't slept in days, but I couldn't be happier. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like for so many people, getting a dog, adopting a dog, however it comes to you, is one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself because it it helps you to stop focusing on things that are just driving you deeper into a depression. Yes, you you can't. You can't focus on those. A dog is a 24-7 job. You don't get a day off. No, you do not. You don't get an hour off because, as (laughs) as your friend said, they can keep you up all night. So you were working from home at this point, I imagine, when you got DJ? Yes. And how did your relationship evolve, and and how did he inspire you or influence you or or change your routine? Well, I ended up writing a book about him, so obviously he, he affected me a lot. But it was wonderful because... He just was next to me all the time. And I do work at home. And I'm, I was single. And pugs love to be next to you all the time. Yeah. And when I worked on the uh, when I worked on the computer, he had a bed right next to the computer. Yeah. So he would just sleep in the bed next to me. It was just like we were constantly together. We were just best buds, as I like to say. And every time I looked at him, he'd look up, are we going out? Are we going to play for a bit? And then I would take break, and he loved, loved to play fetch. Uh-huh. He loved to catch balls. And to tire him out, I would say, okay, fetch, you know, I called it boot camp fetch. And <laughs> because I would just do it so rapidly, just throw balls at him, and he'd come running back and running back and running back and running back <laughs> for about 20 minutes, and then he'd pass out. Yeah. So he was perfect. always really fit and got plenty of exercise, but he was always with me. 
he recognized the gym bag. If I, if, when I took out that gym bag, he'd get depressed and, and give me a, a sad look. <laughs> that meant I was going out for, you know, two hours. Exactly. All those little things they, they understand after a while. Oh, gosh, totally. Yeah. Mine have started to, well, especially if I'm like packing a suitcase, they start going oh. bananas. Yeah, they don't, they don't like that. They don't like that. And I had a smaller dog years ago who would get in the suitcase. <laughs> and so my, my ex-partner at that time would have to go walk the dog so I could pack the bag and then hide it in the hallway. I mean, there's like, you know, all these things that we do for our dog, which I think is actually mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. So as a single man, um, how did DJ interact or affect your dating life? Uh, Poorly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I hadn't really thought about it because I wasn't I I wasn't seeing anybody when I got him. And Uh I mean, not even remotely thinking about it. And so he was with me all the time. Once they sleep in your bed, that's it. Oh, yeah. They're not going to change that habit. Then I started dating somebody who lived in Miami seriously dating somebody and that's when i first realized this this is going to be a little bit of a problem (laughs) because if we went into the bedroom here if he was visiting me my boyfriend dj would scratch outside which i thought would eventually go away but the scratching would then turn into he was scratching the paint off the door yes so that was problematic we used to go back and forth and i went we go to then go to miami to his house and DJ would scratch his wall in the bedroom and scratch his paint off. And I felt really bad because it was somebody else's house and he was yeah. destroying the paint job. And then at night, I had to explain to Rusty, as I hope he's, if he's listening, hi, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty was very understanding that DJ had to sleep with me. So at night, DJ slept with us because I just said, at this point, I can't train him not to. Yeah. And, you know, pugs are small, which is the good thing. Once we went to bed, he he just got in the bed with us. So that part was okay. But the rest was difficult. And luckily, Rusty was a big dog lover. He actually had his own dog, but his dog was, you know, didn't jump on the bed and and was a little more um, independent. I finally learned that if I gave DJ a bully stick, it would distract him. Yeah. And so I put that outside the bedroom door and he would just go at his bully stick. And so I learned tricks like that. And then after a while, he got a little more comfortable being alone. Yeah. But it did take a long time. And then somebody else, after Rusty, I dated somebody who broke up with me because of my dog. Mm. And I always, I still feel like that was the right choice. No reason to be together because he just didn't like dogs. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, yeah. I was dating somebody and this person really had no, had not, I guess had been around dogs that much. And at one point he started getting a sense of jealousy Mm -hmm. and I'm like, listen, do not make me pick because I'm not going to pick you. Yeah. Yeah. And so they made friends and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I feel like dogs, at least in my life are good barometers for people coming into my life to date because uh, they can, they can tell. I like to see how this potential person or this date is interacting with my dogs. It tells me a lot. I agree 100%. And I, I realized that with that gentleman, took stock after that, and I thought, you know, the people I'm interested, friends and boyfriends, love dogs. Because I just like people who love dogs. Yes, me too. So now, David, tell me a little bit about the book that you wrote about DJ. That was called DJ, The Dog Who Rescued Me. 
It was about how dogs help us through depression. We, we always talk about rescuing them and giving them a, a home and, and so forth. But I felt like DJ came along and, and rescued me. I mean, I, I grew from the experience. I appreciated New York from the experience because everything was new to him. He loved going to the park. And, you know, so going to the park was suddenly so much fun again because this dog was just having a blast. He loved people. That's one of the things I love about New York. You're surrounded by so many people. Yes. He loved, you know, the deli person and the flower person. And yeah. I, I live in a doorman building. He loved the doorman. And, you know, he wanted to say hi to everyone. And all of a sudden you become so aware of everybody around you when, when you have a dog. And all these people who I didn't really know before, I got to know. And, and a lot of them had dogs themselves. So he just sort of opened, opened my heart up again in many ways. And you appreciate the little things. You realize if a dog can have a blast just snuggling with you and doesn't need to you know, have a, have a book deal or something like that, or doesn't need to have <laughs> a Netflix show on, you know, he's just happy being with you. Yes. I, can, I can be a little bit that way, too. And, and yes. I can just enjoy my time hanging out on the stoop with my dog. I agree with you. Having a dog on the street open my eyes. You're sort of seeing it through, their, through yes. their eyes. And also all of the people that you meet, the other dog lovers, uh, yeah. my doorman. But also, yeah, for me, there's all of these people in my neighborhood who I probably, I mean, I may, I may say hi to them, but probably would not have the relationship that I have with them now had I not yes. had dogs. And yes. it is, it's an amazing icebreaker for, for New Yorkers. And I, I find New Yorkers to be very friendly in general, Me too. which is one of the things that I love about living in the city. New York has always gotten a bad rap. People are very friendly. We're just busy. We have somewhere to go. I'm not from New York. I'm from California, but I think that people are extremely friendly here. Once you have a dog, you start talking to them. First, you meet the dog, and then you meet the person. You meet the dog first. Absolutely. And before you know their name, you, you know their dog's name. And for a long time, you, you meet people, and you don't even know their name, but you know their dog's name is Fido. And then you realize you've been talking to them for six months, and you have no idea what their name is. <laughs> and I'm sure that's happened to you. All the time. And then you suddenly go, by the way, I'm, I'm David. You know, I, I should ask your name. But then you get to know them and you learn more about them and they live in your building and they're, you're living with them basically. And or they live next door or they, or they do own the laundromat or the deli or the flower shop. And, and you sit and they pet your dog and then you chat. And you chat about the world and you chat about the, what's going on and you chat about everything. And it's quite wonderful. And you got gay, straight, Indian, Latin, Pakistani. You know, every you have every you know, Jewish. You've got every every type of person there is all meshed together in this little city. Exactly, which is why why I love it. Yeah. So DJ is no longer no longer with you. No, he died on October seventh of twenty nineteen. Okay, so not that long ago. No. How old was he? Fourteen. He was fourteen and eight months. Okay. So what was that last year like for you? About a year ago at this time, he went blind. And it was fascinating to watch him adjust to that because dogs just adjust. They don't, yeah. they don't get up and go, damn, I don't have a leg now. Poor me. He woke up blind one day. He got cataracts. And he was stumbling around the apartment. I thought he had a stroke. And I took him to the vet. And my vet, who I, I, he had the same vet his entire life, and I love the vet, said, he's blind. And the vet said it'll take about a month for him to get used to. And he would just get about 
four or five times a day, he would walk around the entire apartment and around every wall, every corner, because he was learning how to navigate it without sight. Wow. And then what I did was when I took him out, I took him on the same path every day to go to the bathroom because he was very well house trained. He did not want to have accidents. And he learned where we were going. He knew it from memory. And it was interesting to watch that and to see how he developed. But then at the very end, he lost use of his legs. And that's when it became too difficult for him. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it happens. But he had a yes. long, long, wonderful, wonderful life. So good. I lucked good. out. Good. Yeah. 14 years is a, is a wonderful yeah. long time. Yeah. But it, no matter what, it's never enough time. And yet it's just, it's part of our contract that we share with our dogs. Yes. And we have to make, unless God forbid it's an accident, we're the ones who have to make a decision, which mm -hmm. is so hard. And you first, somebody told me you're going to feel like you're betraying him, even though you're doing the right thing Yeah, to make that true. decision to, to put them down. And you do, you feel like it's a betrayal. It's, yes. It's very difficult to go through. Yes, it sure is. When I had to put, so I had a dog named Tiny Tim. <laughs> he was a three-legged pit bull and Aww. he got lymphoma. And when it was, and I knew that, I knew when it was time, we did yeah. everything we could, but it was just, it was too late. And I knew when it was time, but I was a wreck. Yeah. It was a very, very beautiful, sacred experience. But it, it's true that you do feel, you feel like you're playing God a little bit. And yet on the other end of it, I knew that I did the right thing. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, David, you have another pug now, I believe. I do. Yes, I do. She's a girl. Yeah. And she's in the other room because if she were here now, she'd be jumping over the uh, my headset and causing chaos. And, and <laughs> she's six and a half months, and she's going through her terrible teens, I guess. Yes. And destroying everything in the apartment and she loves shoes so they're all perched they're all way up high on shelves and she still manages to jump up and get them but she's a wonderful sweetheart and completely different and what is her name deja deja that's beautiful yes, yes. so how long was it uh in between the two it was not long i got her on 28th of december and it, yeah. was, it was not planned it just sort of happened yeah after DJ died, I, I kind of said never again because yes. I can't go through this part. And I went to the ASPCA one day and looked at dogs. And ironically, a black lab jumped in my lap <laughs> and almost got her yeah. uh, on the spot because I just, I love dogs so much. Didn't because I knew she was going to grow to be huge. And this is a small apartment, so it just wouldn't, it would have been difficult. And then I actually called the next day and, and somebody had taken her and I was relieved for me and, and happy that she had a home. Yes. And I, I realized at that time that I wanted another dog. I had that love to give. Yes. And a couple of people said, oh, you're going to be replacing DJ. And I'm, I will never replace DJ. Nothing will ever replace DJ. Mm -hmm. I don't see it that way. I see it as just all this love is here give an animal a home and, and get that love back and go through this journey again, but in a very, very different way because dogs like people are all very, very different. Yes. And even the same breeds, they're, they're very, very different. They're completely different. Absolutely. So did you find, or have you found it hard to connect with her because of your love for DJ? 
No. I mean, I fell in love with her as soon as I got her. Uh-huh. Great. I think that's an instantaneous thing. And when they look at you with those eyes, like, please take care of me. You're, you're my new mom. Yes. You just kind of can't help but fall in love. There's times where I've worried, like, uh-oh, do I love her enough? Or, uh-oh, you know, <laughs> um, because I love DJ so much. And then I have to remember, you know, I had DJ for close to 15 years. Yes. So it is true with your with your dogs that you love them the more, you, like a person. The longer you know them, the longer you love, the more you love them. It intensifies every single day. And so I can't compare her to DJ because I had him for such a long time that he was just like a little dog soulmate after a while. Yes. And she's, I've only had her for a few months. So it's, it's still a new experience, but I've, I've checked myself and thought about things like that and had to remember, it's going to be very, very different. Absolutely. Yes, it's true. And I like, for example, tiny Tim was my hairy soulmate, but yeah. the dogs that I've gotten since him have all, I mean, they're all just, they're so unique and so special. Yeah. And having lost tiny Tim and gone through that grief, the next one will be a little bit easier. I kind of know, I know the drill now, but it, it's never easy. And, um, and yet we, we go on and I love that you got another dog and especially a pug. It seems to be your, <laughs> um, your spirit animal. If you want to get on my bad side, be one of those people who says pugs are so ugly. They're cute. <laughs> Whenever anybody says that to me and they do, I always say, well, you're just the ugly part. I love them so much. I used to work with the woman who had one and he would travel with us to Italy and he was hilarious and he just, he made every day better. Yeah. I, I think they're absolutely beautiful. I, I've yeah. never, I, I know they're unusual looking Yes, but to me. I just look at them and think they remind me of, of Yoda. They remind me of something out of star Wars and, and in a good way. Absolutely. And I just look at them and think they're just these precious little creatures. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. So David, where do we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter, DR Toussaint, and you can find me on Instagram, DR Toussaint. Okay. And you can always go to my Facebook page, which is just David Toussaint. Okay. Um, so it's pretty simple. I'm, I'm pretty easy to, to track down. All right, good. Because I'm going to start watching you and Deja. She has her own, pay, her own Instagram page, which my sister forced me to um, put up because my sister lives in Los Angeles and didn't get to come see her when she was a puppy. Yeah. And said, you have to start a page so I can look at her every day. Oh, so what is her page? The Daily Deja. <laughs> so I, I i'm mostly doing it for my sister so it's so oh, i uh, love it but uh she does have that so you're a good brother all right i'm going to check her out too okay david it was a real pleasure to speak to a fellow new yorker yeah, about yeah. our life with dogs here in the city and i'm so glad that you have a new dog love in your life thank you so much it was great to speak to you too It was great to speak with David and to hear about his love for pugs and how DJ and now his new dog, Deja, had made such a positive impact on his life, especially after he was going through a difficult time. I also definitely identify with how it changed his relationship with New York City as well. I know he and Deja will have a great time in the years to come and will keep each other wonderful company. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. For the dog days of summer, during July and August, we will be posting every other Tuesday. I'll be spending a lot more time with my dogs, and I hope you will be too. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.